Today's episode is brought to you from the Russell Hotel. This hotel is a historic East Nashville church transformed into a -a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program by donating a portion of your stay to local organizations who provide a safe haven for those in need in the Nashville community. Visit russellnashville.com to book your experience today. That's russellnashville.com. R-U-S-S-E-L-L Nashville.com What's up everybody? Welcome back to You're Not the Worst podcast with yours truly, Riley Nelson. And Avery Blessing. Today we are freaking dogs. We're trying to record in our apartment, and um, it's not going too well. (laughs) This is like like our fifth time trying to do it. Yeah, for some reason, there keeps being like this weird feedback that we're getting. So um, we're just going to record and pray that it works. If not, then like also it could be kind of (laughs) funny because we don't know what else to do. So this is just kind of our last resort. We're talking about meeting the family today. You know, there's a lot of ups and downs when it comes to your significant other's family we love like the crazy mother-in-law stories you know that kind of stuff I think that meeting the family is just also kind of a big step in the relationship so it's a good like topic to talk about especially for our podcast um like Riley said it can be scary and stressful and I think there's also just a lot of things that go into it in general that we kind of get into in this episode yeah oh my god Avery and I are so distracted right now um what was I saying anyways Avery what has been going on with you okay so this weekend you guys this is just a message to all of you out there listening especially or specifically men okay so this weekend I meet up with my little who went to high school with me and with her we meet her at a bar and with her is her friend who also went to high school with me And, you know, so I'm talking to them and then her friend's boyfriend comes up and the first thing he says to me is, oh, my God, the podcast. Love it. So good. So great. I listen to all the time. And I'm like laughing. and I'm like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Like, I love that you listen to it. And he was like, it's so good. Like, I am obsessed with it. And I'm like, that makes me so happy because, like, I want to tell all the men listening, like, it is okay if you listen. Like, we welcome it. We literally make our topics we talk about topics like our topics from both perspectives. So we do it so that you guys can listen too. So literally it's so fine if you listen to it. Like we want you to. And she told me her um her friend told me she was like Avery like he's not he won't tell you this but I'll tell you this. Like he literally falls asleep to it at night. Like falls asleep to your podcast. Like he sets the sleep timer on Spotify for like 30 45 minutes and he falls asleep to it. Like she was like he will not tell you that but I will. I was like that is so funny. So men, if you're listening it is okay. We want you to listen and we want you to share with your other guy friends. And yeah, it's so welcome to listen. <laughs> Is that all you did this weekend? Oh, oh, I forgot. Also, I promised her a shout out. So here you go, girl. Shout out Sabrina and shout out my little Bryn. Love you guys. All right. Let's see. So Avery and I started our senior year at Belmont and I'm just over it already. Like we've barely been in school and I already have homework due and I just don't have any motivation to do it like the senioritis is hitting already like it's way too soon for this but it's here yeah no I want to like enjoy my senior year for sure but at the same time I'm just not motivated at all to like do homework and like do stuff that's just not important to me at all like My priorities right now are everything but school. Yeah, I feel that. What am I trying to say? This is going to be a rough intro. (laughs) Anyways, um, yeah, school is like school. I am excited, though, for some of my classes. Like, I'm in a women in entertainment class, and I'm really excited for that class because, like, I'm really passionate about, like, women's rights and everything. And so I'm excited for that class and like learn more about women's history and specifically like their influence in entertainment. So right now we're in person and honestly, I don't think it's going to last. I think we probably have about two weeks before we 
you know, jump back online because we're already having COVID outbreaks on campus. And I feel like they're about to like pull the plug and be like, nope, back to online. Avery, how long do you think it's going to take before we go back online? I would say I would give it like a month and a half max. Yeah, like once it gets to like fall or something, you know, and it gets cold outside and the virus starts spreading more. Also, too, like we've had some friends that have had like the variant. So that's kind of scary. Um, Honestly, right now in my dating life, I just don't have anything going on. Like I know I talked last week about the guy and like I texted him and I just told him I didn't really see like a romantic future. And he was like fine with that. I think he was kind of on the same page. But right now, I literally don't have anyone I like. I don't have anyone I'm excited about. Like, I'm so just, like, busy. We're, like, dating in this current week is not an option for me. No, I'm not. I am just completely brain dead. Like, I can't think of anything to say. (laughs) This is going to be a short intro. All right, anyways, follow us (laughs) Before we dive in to our topic today, (laughs) Avery, before we dive into our topic today, we do have a few housekeeping things for you guys. So as always, follow our Instagram and TikTok at You're Not The Worst Podcast and, you know, share this podcast with your friends, tell people about it and rate and review us on Apple And listen to us wherever you're listening right now. Keep doing it. Yes. Do not forget that we have a website. (laughs) It's at www.you'renotthewurst.com. There you'll be able to keep updated with our new episodes that are coming out. And you are also able to submit shitty things anonymously if that is what your desire is. Also, if you (laughs) also, um, we have a YouTube channel, so it's under the name, you're not the worst podcast. And we're going to have our episode videos up there instead of it just being audio. If you want more of a visual anyways, we only have one video. We're like, go over to our YouTube. I know. And it's like five episodes. (laughs) I know we have, we have one video up right now, but it's, that's my job. I've been working on that and I'm getting it. I'm getting there. I'm getting it done. So Go look at that. Subscribe, like, comment, share, whatever you have to do. And yeah, we love you guys. We hope you enjoy this episode. Avery and I have had a really long day and uh, we are just not mentally there today. Like, I don't know if you can tell. I don't know how Avery's going to edit this intro. It might sound better than it actually is going. But Avery and I are, we're struggling right now. We are not doing well. Yeah. We recorded this morning with Lily and that episode's coming out, you know, next week. So keep an eye out for that. And we're not going to tell you the topic yet because it'll it'll be on the polls and you'll probably be able to figure it out. That being said, Avery and I, we recorded this morning and then we went to another shoot with our friend and then we got dinner and like we're just so like... Our mental capacity is gone right now and we are so mentally drained that we can't even speak properly. I really wish that Avery and I could say that we're drunk right now. We're not. We're just stupid. (laughs) Yeah, we're just stupid. (laughs) All right, guys, we are so excited to talk about our topic today. Today we are talking about meeting the family. The big meeting the family moment. You know, you get all nervous and you talk about it for a while and you're thinking about it and you're scared. Is the family going to like me? Are they not going to like me? Am I going to like them? That's yeah, a real question that's even here. Like a bigger one. Yeah. It's um, so scary. Like, I feel like I'm always under so much pressure when I meet a family of a partner and I'm just like, oh my God, like, like you hear things about your, like their family, like whenever they talk about them, mm-hmm. but you don't really get a feel until you actually meet them. Yeah. Whenever you introduce your partner to your family, it's always good to kind of give your partner a little crash course or like a cliff notes, if you will, on your <laughs> family. Notes. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like you need to tell them like, okay, this is this person. This is this person. This is their interest. Yeah, I feel like sometimes the mom or the dad, they're going to be like, okay, my dad or my mom has like an RBF, but don't worry, that's not your fault. That's just her. Yeah. Stuff like that. I think also too, another one is like, you got to, you kind of got to give your partner like a heads up on like the family's political party, you know? 
Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to go into a situation and, like, be, like, thrown off or something like that. Whatever, like, if politics comes up. Like, and that's kind of definitely more in the future. Yeah. Not as much whenever you're first meeting the family. I seriously don't think that politics is something you need to worry about the first time around. No. But if it comes up in the future, then that's when you would want to give them more insight on what their position is yeah and then also too if you have like one family member that's like you know the black sheep of the family or like you have that one family member that everyone's like oh you know you gotta like give your partner a heads up on that person yeah they like i think if it's if anything your partner if they like might take something the wrong way but it's not like it's nothing to do with them it's just the family and them being themselves like tell them of that you know Mm -hmm. if any member of the family might do something that might seem i don't know mean or sassy or something you have to tell them about it before and be like no that's just them yeah also too you need to give your significant other a little bit of a heads up on any like weird family things or traditions that your family does Mm -hmm. like on Girls Gotta Eat, this girl wrote in talking about how she went to dinner with her boyfriend's family and they did spaghetti night and they didn't give them any utensils and was like, okay, go. And everyone ate the spaghetti with their hands. <gasps> and like the boyfriend didn't give the girlfriend a heads up of like, hey, this is what my family does. She was probably so shook. Could you imagine like being in that situation and being like, what the fuck? Yeah, literally. Oh my god. Oh my god, this is kind of random, but this just popped into my head. I think I don't what do you what do you, what is your stance on whenever let's say like they hand out dessert or it's like something a meal that you don't like or something that you don't want? What is your stance on that? Like let's say you eat dinner but then you're like too full for dessert and they're like no, eat the dessert, like please. Like and you're like okay because you want to, you know, be nice and like impress them. Mm-hmm. Like what's something like what is your thoughts on that? I think that that is up to your partner. So say like, I'm just throwing out an example. If your partner is a vegan and your family is like cooking meat, that is 100% on your partner for not telling the family. Yeah. Like the, the it's honestly, when it comes to that kind of thing, all of it is based on your partner and your partner needs to be willing to give his family or her family like a heads up of like, oh, this person is allergic to this. Like, yeah. because if mm-hmm. you're going to meet the family and they're cooking a meal for you, like they're going to be asked, like you're most likely the family's going to be asking, oh, what is he or she like? What do they right. like to eat? What is their favorite dessert? So, th- you know, so that's kind of more, I think, on your partner to communicate that with his family. I keep saying his just because that's like my thing, but I want to make it like for everyone, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that's up to your partner, and um, that's up to the family, you know? Like, it's up to him or her to communicate all of that stuff to his family so that it doesn't affect you and, like, it doesn't put you in a weird position when you get there. Yeah, no, I agree. I think definitely I always just want to, like, eat what's put in front of me, and I've never really had a problem because I'm not, like, vegan or vegetarian or anything like that, but I know that... Does my voice sound weird? A little bit. It sounds different. What is it? Something just happened. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, whoa, who is she? But yeah, I'm kind of scared. Um, whatever. Anyways, um, I've never really had a problem with that. So I guess like, I don't know. But I haven't had a problem with that. And I wouldn't say I'm a picky eater. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also like, there are certain foods that I won't eat or like, I'm always really nervous about eating at friends' houses because like, I never know. I'm like... Ooh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this and like you don't want to be rude yeah I just think of like those movie scenes or something that like whenever um the character that doesn't like the food or I don't know gives it to the dog you know oh I, yeah like, and they I, like try to do it under the table yeah yeah I keep thinking of that yeah um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I'm kind of I've been up since like 8 a.m this morning yeah no I feel you not really but I know what you mean yeah <laughs> so The way that you represent yourself when meeting the family is very important. And the first thing that the family is going to notice is, like, outward appearance, you know? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, like, the first impression. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's always important to, like, watch the way that you dress, you know? Because, like, you are meeting the family. Like, you don't want to be wearing, like, a crop top and, like, little shorts, you know? Like, you want to look, like... 
more respectable and like more put together. Like you yes, can just wear put whatever. Together. Yeah. Like don't overdo it to where it's like a skirt and like a pencil skirt or like a blouse, like in tights. Like don't do that like you're going to work. Like do something that represents you and your personality, but don't wear like fishnets or mm-hmm. like shorts. You know what I'm talking about? Like obviously don't wear any of that stuff. Like just wear respectable clothing that also shows off your personality. Yeah. And I think it also kind of depends on where you go or what you're doing. Like, that's true. How formal is this? What is the vibe? Mm-hmm. Like, how, like, if we're going to like Outback Steakhouse, <laughs> I don't know why that was the first thing that just came into my head. <laughs> but if we're going to like Outback, you know, like, that's a very casual place. But if they're taking you to like a steakhouse or something, like, you know, you need to be more dressed up for that. And like, once again, that is your partner's responsibility to communicate with you. And if they don't, fuck that person. You don't want to date them anyways. Yeah, seriously. Like yeah. imagine you're in like leggings or something and they take you like a steakhouse and you're like, babe, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be so mad. I feel like that happens a lot though because guys normally don't really know the, the what's it called? The dress code because- yeah. They wear almost the same fucking thing every day. They have, like, two outfits. They have the day outfit, the work outfit, and then the night outfit. Can't forget the golf outfit. Yeah, and then for (laughs) girls, there's, like, so much variety. Well, it's like, is it casual? Is it business casual? Is it formal? Is it cocktail? Yeah. You know? Yes, and I feel like guys are kind of useless when it comes to that. Yeah. So, Loki, don't rely on your guy. Rely on the Yelp review (laughs) of the place. (laughs) Well, what if... You know, he takes you to his house and they're cooking. Oh. I would say just dress like cute. Yeah. Just cash cute. Yeah. Cash. Cash cute. I hate that term. Yeah. Because it can go like, it's just, there's, it's so like in the middle. And I'm like, but I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever someone's like, just cash cute. I'm like, okay, um, I don't know what to wear. I know. Like my job, we dress business casual. And I would say that's, like, casual cute, you know? Yeah. And then I think another thing that's important, too, is whenever you meet the family, depending on, like, who you are, personally, I'm a hugger, so I'm going to go in for a hug with everyone. But, you know, especially, like, for a man, if you're walking around and, like, you're doing handshakes, like, make sure that you give, like, a nice, firm handshake. Yeah, okay, firm handshake says a lot in, like, one little movement. Um, I think that obviously you want to give a firm handshake. You want to be like present yourself in that way, right? That's the first type of contact you make with that person. So you want to give it off in a strong manner. Mm -hmm. I always go for hugs like more with the women. Like if it's like a mom and sister, I'll give a hug. And like if it's a brother that I haven't met, then I'll go for a handshake and same thing with the dad. Yeah, mm -hmm. me too. I think, yeah, I think for women, it's more natural to give hugs. Mm-hmm. And then for men, it's totally, like, a different, with different vibe. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I think, too, it's, like, impressive to a man if you give, like, a firm handshake. Like, yeah. I've shaken some women's hands, and, and it's so, so, like, limp. soft and limp. And I'm, like, yeah, and excuse like, me. What am I shaking? It feels like a noodle, you know? Yeah. And that just doesn't come off to me like you're that confident or, you know, like that you're put together. I think also, especially if you're, like, shaking a dad's hand, it'll mean a lot to them if you have, like, a good handshake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another thing that really helps, and something, like, I've noticed usually I have done more is, for me, like, it was in high school, but, like, I was friends with the guy's brother. And Mm -hmm. so, like, you know, whenever I went to meet his family, um, it was more, like, chill and, like, the brother was already, like, hyping me up. So, like, it's always good to get in, like, if you can meet the siblings before. I see what you mean. Try to meet, like, the sister, the brother, and, like, get in with them in the sense of, like, then they'll go back to your parent and they'll be like, oh, my God, I love her boyfriend. He's amazing. He's so great. So then your family already has, like, high expectations. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that because I think, yeah, they can, like, put in a good word for you. And I think they can also tell you more about their parents that the maybe the partner won't tell you yeah that's true you know because i feel like the partner wants to not like scare you off but if you're with the like friends with the siblings they're gonna be like okay here's like here's me being real about our family yeah 
Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so too. And then like also if you're meeting the sibling or hanging out with one of the siblings, you can always be like, okay, so like tell me the tea, like yeah. what's going on with the family, who's the black sheep, who's the crazy uncle, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like tell me about your parents and you'll get more out of them usually than like your partner would give up. Right, exactly, yeah. Also too, siblings usually are cool. Yeah. My sibling is, shout out Haley Nelson. Oh yeah, I love, I love your sister. You so want to sh- shout out Kylie now? Shout out, <laughs> sorry, shout out Kylie Blessing. Love you. Don't worry, I didn't forget about you. Kylie's definitely the more um, shy one, but she's funny, like really funny. Yeah, I would say Haley's the one that's always in a relationship. Like she's always the one meeting parents. I've only met parents like handful of times, and it was like when mm-hmm. I was in high school where like you know we were hanging out at the house, and that's how I met the parents. I've never had to meet a family in a very formal setting, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, my sister, like, she just, well, she's now in that serious relationship where she's met um, her boyfriend's family. And um, they are, it's a family that is just a different dynamic than ours, obviously. But this, you know, their family is, like, very picture perfect, and it's something that we're not used to. So she has been definitely having to navigate it recently that she's been telling me about. Yeah. Well, we had uh, a boyfriend of Haley's that we just hated like he was it's not like he was like terrible terrible but he was just like we could never understand like why him and Haley were dating really like he had no personality whatsoever like he would come over and not talk to my dad he wouldn't talk to anyone he wouldn't even talk to me usually like with her like boyfriends and stuff I get in pretty good with them you know Mm -hmm. um because we're all friends and we all run in the same circles but with this guy like no one could we could not figure out for the life of us like what what she was attracted to with him Mm -hmm. like he was all right looking but like she was way out of his league and he wasn't very good to her and he had no personality like i remember one day He came over and our family was all sitting in the living room and he stood in the corner of the living room and like would barely talk to us. He only like would talk if he's spoken to and it'd be like really short. So like ask me like I'm going to give an example. Ask me how my day was. How was your day, Riley? Good. (laughs) Oh, so that's it. That's what he would do. What would you do? Uh, School. What did you do in school? Was it fun? Yeah, it was, it was all right. I uh, had two classes today. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's our rendition of my sister's boyfriend, or ex-boyfriend, sorry. And so, like, none of us could figure out. We were just like, what does she see in him? Like, yeah, you know? That's weird. And, like, his brother, the guy's older brother, was, like, the life of the party and, like, so full of personality. And this guy was just not. And we... Tim, that would make me want the brother... Well, he was in another relationship. Oh. But I don't know. It was just like, <laughs> it was so weird. And honestly, it really did throw off our family dynamic because none of us could figure out why he was that way. Yeah. And like, okay. Haley would always defend him and get so mad about it when we tried to talk to her. So it caused like a, like a little bit of like a disruption in our relationship with her. Because of, like, a bad relationship she was in. Yeah, I think, like, that is always kind of hard because I know that when you're dating someone, like, you see a different side of them, you know? Like, you see, like, the intimate, vulnerable, maybe fun side, like, talkative side. But I think when they're introduced to, like, the family, they might put on a front Mm -hmm. that is, like, totally quiet, shy, like, nervous, you know? But when they're in front of you, it's the opposite yeah and that's exactly how it was because she kept saying like no no he has so much personality he's so fun everyone loves him but then i would talk to her friends about it and only one of them was like yeah i see his personality everyone else was like no he's the same way with us (gasps) that's so weird it was so weird and like we just never could understand what she was doing with him yeah damn also too like it really affected my relationship with her because like he was taking up all of her time and like kind of separating her from us you know yeah and so that sucks i know i feel like our relationship has never been like rockier than like when she was dating him so like 
that also can play a factor. That's also like a sign. Yeah. That you know it's not the best mm-hmm. relationship. Okay. We're going to talk about the sleeping arrangement situation when you are visiting your partner's family and you're staying with them. So this one, whenever this has happened to me, I've only really done this like one time, but whenever someone would come visit me, my mom, or we shouldn't even say anything about it actually. Like we had a room for him, you know, separate from my room and we slept opposite the first night. And so I think that she, you know, just figured that we would sleep in opposite beds or opposite rooms but um then after that we just slept in the same room yeah <laughs> and she didn't really say anything about it but it's different when i think it you just have to be respectful of what the parents want like yeah if the parents don't feel comfortable with y'all sleeping in the same room then you have to respect that that's not something that you should argue mm-hmm. you know like you're staying in their home you're their guest And so it's important to, like, be separate from them if that's what they want. If they don't care, then, like, by all means, sleep in the same room. But if they're uncomfortable with it and, like, they'd rather you sleep in your own room, that's completely fine. Also, too, I don't think you should ever have sex. A lot of people do. They do, but, like, when they're not home, I think. Yeah. I think, like, obviously it sucks that you, like, shouldn't. But I just think that, like, if you want to, you know, do it when they're not home. Yeah, but... Never mind. Sorry, what were you going <laughs> to say? I'm sorry. I was going to say for some people, that's like the fun of it, of like the thought of getting caught or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, wait, no, that's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, so like if the parents want you to sleep in a different room from your partner, then like you got to do that and you got to be respectful of that. That being said, if they do allow you to sleep in the room, I mean. It's a wild ride. They knew what they signed up for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think. Also, too, it's never a bad idea to, like, get a hotel room for a few days. Like, you don't oh, have to stay with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like that idea. Also, too, I'm someone who, like, likes my own space. Me, too. So, I don't all... If I'm... Like, it depends on how long we're going to be there. But, like, say we're going to be with the family for a week. For, like, a few nights, I might get a hotel. Just because, like, I don't know. It just feels like I'm invading their space. Right. And also, I like to have, like, my own privacy sometimes. You don't want to, like, intrude. Yeah. And so, I don't ever think that, like, it's something rude or something that the family should ever be offended by, mm-hmm. you know? Because, like, you'll hang out with them and yeah. then just, like, go back to your own place. I also think that you should never overstay your welcome. Yeah. That's definitely one. I don't... I, like... That is something that, obviously... Uh, you're little. You're talking in circles. I know. I don't know what's going on. I think that honestly, like, I don't know. I don't think they're ever gonna like say to you in front of you in your face like you're overstaying your welcome. There's gonna be subtle hints here and there, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think that's on you. You should just know when your time to go is whenever it is. Yeah, and also like that's something to talk to your partner about. Of like, mm-hmm. hey, how long are we staying here? Okay, I don't know if I want to be there that long. I'm gonna stay at a hotel for a few nights, or, you know, if you're. If the boyfriend or girlfriend is staying there for a week, like maybe just come in for a couple days. Yeah. Rather than like being there that whole week, unless obviously like there's some kind of event or something where you would need to be there that long. Or even if it's like a family vacation that you get invited to, you know, like you just don't want to be like, you just don't want to overstep. Also, I think another thing, and this, I, I didn't have this written down, but I just thought of this, but. Whenever you're someone's guest, I was about like, to say, you need to act accordingly. Yes, you are a guest in their house. Yes, and like we have an we have a friend who is having this issue with her brother's girlfriend. Like the brother's girlfriend has no boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like she was staying at their house or their beach house and was leaving like pizza on the table and like walked into the parents' room while they were in there and like grabbed something of the mother's out of her drawer like that's so weird i'm sorry that is so bad like and especially like until you're married do not act like you are a part of that family no ever like obviously be cool and be like oh yeah like the fam but don't be like my family and like putting yourself in their family dynamic in their situation until not even like even when you have a ring on your finger you're still on the outskirts it's not until you are physically married Mm -hmm. into that family that you can like call them your family and like you know but even then there's still boundaries that you need to keep right right you know like switch the roles imagine if you had someone come stay at your house and they were like 
in your drawer, in your bedroom. Like, you would feel very invaded. Especially, like, whenever you're first meeting them. Yeah, like, what the fuck? I'm sorry, that's bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know how she thought that was okay, but whatever. I could not imagine ever walking into... I don't even, like, walking into my own parents' room. <laughs> I know, me like, too. I remember, like, when I would stay at friends' house as a kid, and, like, some of my friends had, like, alarms on their doors, um, and I was always so scared to leave, even if I had, like, commitments, because I was like, oh, my yeah. God, what if I walk out and, like, set off the alarm and wake up the whole house? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, things yeah. like that. It's scary. And, like, I had, like, some of my best friends growing up, I would never just walk into their parents' room, like, and no. be like, hey, what's up? No. Ever. I, you, the living room is your space. Stay there. Yeah. In the kitchen. Maybe. <laughs> I think also, too, another thing, and this is definitely more once you get, like, into, like, a more intimate dating, like, where it's leaning towards marriage or possibly engagement or even after marriage, but, like, politics. Oh, my God. That is a very difficult one, especially if your partner has differing political mm -hmm. beliefs. Don't. I just don't think you should ever bring it up ever but that's just like not uh, oh okay think about it in the sense of like if someone has like a racist uncle or something mm -hmm. you know yeah that is up to your partner to be like my girlfriend has different political beliefs it would be very like i would i would i would appreciate i would it. appreciate if you could not bring this stuff up and like it's right. up to your partner to say that to the family especially if like you all have differing political beliefs. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want to pick fights with them. Yeah, don't engage in it. If it's opposite, like, political beliefs, just let them have their conversation. Don't engage. My opinion. I don't know what you think. It depends. If I were sitting at a table and someone said, like, an extreme, like, racist thing or yes. completely insensitive, that is not something that I could sit right. there silent about. No, and I couldn't either. But I'm just saying, like basic surface level stuff about politics that are on like from the different side like they're they have opposite views don't engage well one thing i okay so did i did you watch the love is blind reunion no i saw some of it actually but okay not, like, all so of it. there was a scene where one of the wives was sitting with the husband's mom mm -hmm. and they were talking about like babies and stuff and basically the mom said something of you're a woman and you're not good enough and he's going to get to decide because he is the man of the house and that's what the Bible says. <laughs> if someone said something like that to me, <gasps> I oh my God. would not be able to sit through that silently, you know? And that's when I think I would have to talk to my partner of like, yeah. you have to talk to your parents about this because I cannot be willing to sit there and listen to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that definitely that's something that you should expect your partner or, like, tell them to be like, hey, can you say something to her? Can you speak up for me, please? And, you know, and if he doesn't or if they don't, then I don't know. That's a problem you got to figure out. What do you do if your partner doesn't stand up for you to his family or her family? I don't think that you should cut that relationship cold turkey. I think that you should definitely talk about it and say hey like I don't want that to happen again I really would love for you to stick up for me and say something about it then I think that you have to decide that I think you have to decide whether that is like a deal breaker for you but I think it's on the family's part too it's like if we know that our son our daughter is happy with their relationship we shouldn't really do anything to mess it up right mm -hmm. we should watch what we say yeah and they will do the same yeah I don't know. I've been, like, with families before, and I've heard them say some terrible things. And I physically had to get up and leave so that I wouldn't cause, like, a scene. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just had to, like, remove myself because I was like, I can't even listen to the things that they are saying right now. Yeah, and I think that was good on your part because you knew that if you stayed any longer, you were going to, like, blow up or something was going to happen, mm -hmm. you know? And you would say something that you shouldn't have said but or that you didn't mean, you know? Yeah. And then that it would have blown up. But I think that was good on your part for just excusing yourself. Yeah. And that's room. exactly what I did. And I was like, you know, and then obviously it made them realize that I was uncomfortable by that situation. And, you know, I'm not going to sit there and argue with them, but like, I'm not going to be a part of it. Right. And I can't even like, in one example I can think of, like, I couldn't even listen 
and like me and one of the friends got up and had to leave the room and like go into a different room and like go do something else Mm -hmm. just because we were like i can't listen to this otherwise yeah i will cause an argument with his family and i don't want to do that yeah but that was like a very extreme circumstance because it involved racism so that's like where that's where like i was like yeah you're like okay i gotta go yeah okay um that's that (laughs) (laughs) i think a lot of this too is really just up to your partner it is your partner's responsibility to handle their family whenever it comes to you you know yeah no yeah i agree i think that like they're the ones that are in it they're inside that bubble with them and they need to share with you things that you need to know Mm -hmm. and if they don't like that's not really a good partner like yeah i don't know i like my family we have some weird things that we do and i will always give my friends or you know we'll always have to give like boyfriends like a heads up of like hey this is usually a topic of conversation and it's like kind of funny but like you know just giving you a heads up you might experience this you know yeah mm-hmm. like if, if your family has like weird traditions or something like you're like if you're doing holidays with a family oh that's interesting that's like a whole nother yeah. episode <laughs> yeah literally because that can be like a, a thing where like you really see another side of a family mm-hmm. like i don't really think my family has like too big or too crazy of traditions same but i've heard of like some weird ones that yeah my friends have experienced avery how do you feel about pda in front of the family okay i think that this to me personally with pda i like it i'm not like i don't love it but i like it i think it's fine with like like not in front of a family you know i think pda is fine with friends fine don't care but with family it's different i think that if you show a little pda that's okay obviously don't make out in front of them or do anything weird but like if you like hold their hand like hug them touch their shoulder touch their thigh whatever don't care but like stuff where it's like it's constant pda and it might go a little bit above surface level pda i don't think you should do it Mm -hmm. i think also you kind of gotta like follow your partner's lead Mm -hmm. because like they know like some families are cooler with that than others right that's true you know yeah it's all about like what you're comfortable with doing yeah in front of them like i would follow your partner's lead in the sense of like if they grab your hand then like hold their hand or like if they put their hand on your thigh then like you're good you know Mm -hmm. obviously don't be making out i mean i'm sure like maybe like a little like peck (laughs) yeah it's probably okay yeah yeah i think that's fine i don't know i'm like weird about like public displays of affection in general i think if my parents saw me like being like touchy-feely with a guy or like a guy being touchy-feely with me they would be like (laughs) whoa she really likes him yeah (laughs) you know what i mean because i am i can barely get my family to even hug me i i don't like like physical touch with friends and family (laughs) like i don't know i can't describe it but sometimes I can only really see PDA like with a partner. I and I think that's the way I am too. Yes. Yeah. All right. So whenever you're visiting the family, meeting the family, never show up empty handed. That is a very important thing to live by. I think also just in general, never show up empty handed. Bring yeah. a bottle of wine. To any party, any event. Flowers. Like yeah. you don't want to be that mooch that everyone hates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. I need to work on that. Damn. I haven't really done that. I need to bring some stuff. Oh, I do that. Like, I mean, it's it depends on the event. Like, if I'm going to hang out with my friends. Obviously not. Yeah. But, like, you know, if we're doing, like, a Friendsgiving, then, like, that's a situation where, like, everyone Bring brings stuff. something. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, I think it's important to make sure with your partner that his family drinks. Yeah. And I think also, I think your partner might be like, oh, it's okay. Like, you don't need to do that. You don't need to get them wine or flowers. Like, that's totally okay. Don't, don't care do it anyways bring flowers yeah there's like a few things that we were like kind of brainstorming thinking about things that you could bring um you could always bring a bottle of wine but let let me preface this by make sure the family drinks yeah because i know for like one side of my family they don't drink so if someone walked in with a bottle of wine they would probably be pretty offended 
I don't know. I'm thinking of like very specific examples. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if there's like an alcoholic in the family and like the family doesn't drink because of it, mm-hmm. then that's up to your partner. Also, if your partner doesn't tell you this stuff, ask. Yeah. Like be like, hey, what's up with your family? Do they drink? Are they sober? What's the vibe with that? So if they do drink, bring a nice bottle of wine or, you know, a lot of people, some like men are like, not even just men, but like, you know, whiskey or like they like certain alcohols. So you could always ask your partner what your fam- what his family, oh my God. You could always <laughs> ask your partner what their family likes, you know, mm-hmm. in I terms of alcohol. Because you can never go wrong with wine, but you can always bring like whiskey or mm-hmm. vodka, like just certain things. Yeah, and nice wine or alcohol. Yeah, like show like you put a little bit of effort into it. Yeah, not also like a too CBS like flowers. Yeah, like flowers <laughs> is always good. Or you could show up with like a dessert mm-hmm. or cookies or just something to show that like you're appreciative of them letting you into their home. Right, and that you took the time to go out of your way and bring something for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it'll it'll go a long way with the family. Yeah, yeah, it will. Like, they'll remember that and be like, oh, like that. Yeah. I like them. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. So what to do if you hate the family? I have no experience with this one. I don't either, but I know that that is a very real thing. It's a common thing, yeah. Yeah. I think a very popular one is Mama's Boys. Oh, really? Oh, come. Like, you know, like, the Mama's Boys who, like, the mom can't separate, like, when she's, like, babying him? Yes. And okay. it's, like, a fully okay. grown man. And, like, that yeah. that kind of goes to, like, him not standing up for you. Him not, like, respecting you as much as his mom. And also, like, his mom not setting boundaries with, right, okay, you're him. his wife now. And it's your time to, like. Not letting him be a man. Yeah. But, like, mama's boys are the worst. Yeah. Hold That's on. really true. I'm glad you brought that up because I did not think about that. So, a mama's boy is basically just a man who is too dependent on his mother and relies on her for virtually everything Mm -hmm. and her approval it kind of goes back to our conversation about like men wanting to date their mom yeah woman like their mom yes like they look for traits in women that like their mothers had yeah they look for like that nurturing trait it can be really hard whenever the mom is inserting herself within your relationship. Like, you know, she's showing up unannounced or like still doing things for him. Mm-hmm. Or like, honestly, I've heard some like horror stories of like mama's boy cases where they hate the wife because like she like stole her son. My God. Have you not heard of this? No, like, not. Like, I mean, I've heard of it, but I'm just like, I hate that. Yeah. I'm just putting this out there. If you have any stories of like a mama's boy situation, send them in, please. Yeah, wait, we would actually we love, would to, love hear to hear about read that. Yeah. One thing that you can always do, and this is like kind of cheesy, but I think it like works in a way of like getting in with the family. Always ask to see baby pictures <laughs> of like your significant other. Yeah, that'd be really cute. I think it's, I think it makes the parents happy for sure. It does because they love to brag about their children. Mm -hmm. It's like you're giving them that opportunity. Also, like your partner will hate it and it'll be like really funny. Yeah, that's really cute. I like I like when people do that. Yeah, but that also is like something very like cliche in a sense. But Mm -hmm. it is something that like your the family will appreciate because like they love to like boast and like show off about their child. Right. Yeah. What are some other things that you can do to get in with the family? I don't know. I just don't think there's anything else that you can do without crossing a boundary. What do you mean? Like, like to what get if, in with the family. What if you like sports and the family oh, likes sports? And you like go play tennis with them or something? Yeah, like you go oh. play sports with them or oh, that's cute. you can talk about it or, you know. I definitely think that's with the relationship, though, that you are potentially getting married to that person. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're diving into now. Okay. Because we can't just talk about surface level relationships no yeah that you know this kind of goes more into like a longer relationship rather than just first meeting the family yes you know but even like whenever you first meet the family you want to find common ground with them you know yeah Mm -hmm. like what are some things that you have in common with that family that like 
you can talk about <gasps> to get them to like you. What if you went on like a wine tasting? Well, that's up to the family, I guess. Right. But like if, okay, so if say, you like wine or cooking. S- yeah. Say like, for example, like they love, they're like wine connoisseurs. Right. Then like book a thing for like the four of y'all, like the mother and father, and then like you and your boyfriend. And it, that's, that only applies like if you're in the same city or, you know, if they have time to do that. Mm-hmm. But you could also like if you're going to visit them be like oh i planned this day for us yeah i have a really good one sorry um i think that you should start hosting events at your house to in- invite them mm-hmm. like a family game night i don't know or like cooking dinner having dinner at your house and inviting their family instead of it just them inviting you over mm-hmm. i think that's a good thing i think so too and that that kind of depends like are you living with your spouse or, right. or i guess not yeah. spouse significant other or partner like how are you like what is y'all's dynamic yeah you know? how close are you in that relationship yeah but once it gets like closer to engagement and stuff too one thing i think that you could do that would really get someone to like you is if like during the wedding you invite them to like come do wedding things with you invite your fiance's mom to come wedding dress shopping with you like she would love to be a part of that you know but don't go too far in it where like you she thinks that she runs the show yeah yeah but like you know do nice things like that to make her feel a part of it Mm -hmm. especially if she only has sons she will love oh my god yeah she would love that or like okay this is like specifically it's like if the mom only has sons but like there's this there's this mom in my neighborhood and she has all boys but she is so girly like she wants uh-huh. a girl so bad Aww. and so like she would always spoil us to like that's so cute. you know and yeah she would be like let's go shopping so then we'd all take her shopping with us just because like she never got to do like the fun girly stuff because yeah. she never had any girls yeah so that's so cute and she never had anyone to do it with so she would always take like the girlfriends or you know just the friends and be like let's go let's go what if you are engaged to someone and their parents don't like you and they've made it clear mm, that's a difficult one i know i mean you gotta do what you gotta do to get in their good graces yeah but i think that's a lot of the issues with the mama's boy the mom hates yeah. the wife yeah because, like, she's not a part of her son's, or she's not, like, the main woman in her son's life. And, yeah, it's, like, I get it. it. There's a difference between your family being protective and wanting what's best for you versus wanting what's best for them. Yeah. Well, like, what, okay, I'm trying to think, like, what do you do? That's something I think you just have to talk to your partner about and be, like, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have to like me, but they do have to respect me, and they can't disrespect me at family functions. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, like, you might just have to stand up for yourself and, like, get your partner to, like, get behind your back on that, you know? Like, yeah, and stand up with you and be, like, the way that you treat her is not okay. Yeah. And, like, if you don't like her, that's fine, but... But she's my partner. I'm marrying her. Yeah, like, she's my wife or he's my husband and either you're going to have to suck it up or you're not going to get to be a part of our lives. Right. Yeah, it's just that boundary. And I think that... I don't know. I don't want to like offend any parents, but I think parents have this entitlement when it comes to their children that is unfair. Okay. Explain that. So like, I'm trying to think of how I can put this into words. Parents feel entitled because they're like, well, I raised you. I put all this money into you. Like you have to respect me and you have to like respect live by my rules and like all this stuff and like kind of become like a dictator. Like sometimes it kind of gets parents heads and like sometimes the most so unhealthy right. and toxic person in your life can be family. Riley, that was so wise what you just said. You said that <laughs> so well. Like, well said, Riley. I'm Thank applauding you. you. No, but that was saying, so like, good. Parents feel entitled to their children's lives. Yeah. And once their child grows up, it is up to the child whether or not they want their parents in their life. Yeah, and it's so hard to make that decision because they love them and they want to have them in their life, but like in their life. But it's hard because they want to like also believe them too because they think they're right mm-hmm. when they could not really be right and that's a lot of things too is like growing up is kind of realizing your parents are human like whenever you're a child like you look up to your parents so much and like you yeah. idolize them and everything they say or do is right right and then you grow up and you realize wait no and like you start to like form your own opinions mm-hmm. and you know a child is not entitled to take care of a parent like no. after 
like growing up. And I think a lot of times, like, I don't know, you hear a lot of parents say like, oh, my child left for college. They never talked to me. Like, (laughs) that's a you issue. That's because you did something wrong in that relationship. Like maybe you're toxic or maybe like you're too pushy. Maybe you can't accept them for them. You're not entitled to be a part of their life just because you raised them. I don't know. I think that, okay, I will say I'm such a victim of that, of thinking that my mom is right and knows what's best for me when sometimes she does. She does most of the time, right? Because she cares about me and loves me. But sometimes when it comes to relationships, she's not the one in the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not me. She doesn't know what's going on in my head. Yeah. You know, so and it's hard. Well, Faith talked about that in her in our episode with her where she was talking about how she struggled so much because she would talk to her mom about right. all her relationship issues. And I would have a hard time deciding whether I should go with her advice or not. Yeah. Yeah, and I do that too. Like, I love talking to my mom about things, but sometimes, like, my mom will, like, get me get me amped up yes. on something I wasn't even mad about to begin with. Yeah. You know? Yeah, me too. I think that's not her fault. That's just her trying to, like, yeah. be on my side. Yeah. But, like, like I said, like, it's not her relationship. And so there does have to be a boundary, like, with how much you tell your family about dating and, like, your dating life because they don't need to know every detail of your relationship. You because don't. they will probably hate that person. Yeah, and you don't want them to be your therapist. No. Like, no. go get a therapist. Yeah, go get an actual outside therapist party. You know, like, don't go to the family that has a connection to you and wants what's best for you. Go look for outside help that can see both sides. Mm-hmm. And, like, my mom is pretty good with that. Like, whenever I do talk to her, she's always like, well, think about how the other person feels. Like, think about what they're yeah. thinking. Yeah, Put yourself same. in their shoes. And I'm like, same. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah, I think you need to set boundaries whenever it comes to the family of significant others. And if they can't respect those boundaries, then you and your partner need to be willing to, like, walk out. Like, they aren't entitled to your relationship and to your life. They need to work for it. And if they want to be a part of your life, they have to live by your rules, especially if there's children, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Oh my, this is a whole parent spiel. I don't even need to. We're, <laughs> we're talking about meeting the family today. <laughs> we like went on a rant. We really just went on a tangent, but it was a good one. Yeah, it was. All right, guys, you know what time it is. It is time for shitty things of the week. She thinks. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll go first. My shitty thing for this week, um, I got exposed to COVID not too long ago. It was kind of scary because the guy that... Um, exposed me went you know to get tested and they asked him who has he seen recently and he like went to belmont the health offices to get the test and so you know they're asking him like who has he been with recently who has he talked to you know um and then he named me and like a hawk belmont calls me minutes later and it's like we heard that you were with this guy you got exposed like and i'm like like damn it like you fucked me over you know i'm like no i'm fucked because now if they know, then, like, they're going to be so strict about it, right? And so then I had to go get a negative COVID test for proof to show them and be like, hey, I don't have it, which I never got it. But I was just like, God, like, it was so stressful because, like, they were, like, hawks. Like, like not even seconds later, they immediately called me and were like, this is Belmont. We know you were exposed. Like, you cannot go to campus. You can't go to classes. You can't do anything. You have to quarantine until you get a negative test. And I'm like, holy shit. Like... Obviously, I know they're taking it so seriously, but I was just like, damn, like that fucked me over. For that reason, when I've gotten COVID tested at Belmont, I tell them I haven't been in contact with anyone from Belmont because if I and I've I've, I've gotten tested a million times, I've never tested positive. You know what I mean? So I've never had COVID. I don't I don't even think I've ever been sick and like thought I've had COVID in the past. But that being said, like because of that reason, I just like didn't tell them that I, di- I didn't tell them who I came in contact with because if it came positive then that's when I go tell my friends and being like yeah you need to go get checked right. but like jumping to the extreme before we even know and also too like I'm vaccinated so I'm vaxxed waxed ready to go baby this is also another thing is like I caved finally and got the vaccination I did not want to before at all but I finally caved and got it and 
the only reason I did that was because I was asked by this guy who owns a promotion company to come film for him and film for these artists that were performing. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so there. Because the show that I was going to do got canceled like an hour before I was going to go. And I was like, damn, like, you know, that sucks. I was really excited about going to film. And he texted me and he's like, hey, please come. I need you to film. And I'm like, I'm so there. And he's like, are you vaccinated? And I'm like, no. And he was like, oh, like, they won't let you in. The venue will not let you in because they require vaccines. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, all right, if it's going to put me out of work, then I have to get it. You know, I was like, damn it. Like, that sucks because it's now gone to a point where like, I can't even go do things that I want to do or even see a concert because I'm not vaccinated. And I was like, well, like that just really sucks. Like now I actually have to go get the vaccination and deal with all of that. So that's kind of a shitty thing for me because I was just you know, not really wanting to get one and I had to get one. So, yep. Yeah. I got the vaccine when it was first rolled out. So not to flex or anything, but I was just like, heck yeah, I'm getting the vaccine. I want to go out. I want to get life back to normal. And the only way we're going to do that is if we get vaccinated. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, it's FDA approved now. So there's no reason not to go get vaxxed, go get waxed and let's have a hot girl fall. Thank you. Um, okay. My shitty thing. Um, so I have gotten my ass slapped three times in the past week. The first time it happened, I was at this bougie bar called L.A. Jackson, and it's a rooftop bar, and it's super nice, super bougie. And I'm standing at the bar with my friends, and I just feel a slap on my ass. And I said, okay, what the fuck? And I turn around, and I'm thinking that it's one of our girlfriends because she – um, was coming to meet us and so I'm like oh it's just her and I turn around and I see these two men laughing and like walking off and the, there's a bouncer standing right behind me and the friend is laughing and I turn and I didn't even like I just like blacked out and I was like this might be dangerous I might be about to put myself in danger but I just ran and like shoved the dude and I was like don't touch me you don't get to do that to me whatever the friend's laughing the whole time and the bouncer is just watching all of this happen. Never once stepped in, never once did anything. He just looked at me like a deer in the headlights. And I was just so angry because I was like, like, this is literally your job is like to prevent this behavior and like kick out anyone who's like having bad behavior or too drunk, you know? And then this past weekend, um, we were out on Broadway and we went to Jason Aldean's. It was like, miserably packed I mean sardines in a can I couldn't move like all of our friends are dancing together in this circle and we're not really dancing we're kind of just jumping up and down because that's all you can do men are walking past us and I started to notice that every guy that walked past my guy friends walked with their hands up in the air you know like I'm not touching I'm just scooting by and every time a guy walked past me they would grab my hips or they would grab my lower back to where it's like borderline my butt. And like, they just kept like grabbing me in ways that, that just felt, yeah, they, they felt gross. And I didn't like being grabbed like that, especially not by random sweaty men. And then not to mention, you know, there's this guy circling our group and he asked us to dance like three times. All of us kept saying no. For some reason, this dude just could not get the hint. That like none of us were interested. But you know what? I do give him credit because he asked. Because also that night, I had a bunch of guys just run up and grab my waist and pull me into them and like trying to grind on me. And I was just like, no. Like, and I would push them off or like take their hand off me or like, you know, I was just getting so frustrated with all of this happening because I was just like, why, why do guys think that this is okay? You know, you don't do that to another guy whenever you're walking by. I deserve the same respect. And I was thinking about it when she was telling me this story, when she got home that night, I was like, I like girls don't do that. Like they don't grab guys dicks or anything like that. Like we just don't do that. I've never seen or heard of a girl just doing that at a bar. Cause it's like the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's the same thing as you know, us or them grabbing us in like a gross way. It's like, we would never do that. I don't know. There might be some girls that do, but in my experience, I've never seen that before. It's just like, 
kind of predatory behavior, you know? Um, so I'm already like frustrated that I keep getting grabbed in ways that I'm not comfortable with and I'm in ways that like weren't invited or solicited. Then we're up there and I got pushed out from the middle of the circle. Like we were all like kind of like huddled up in this group and I got pushed kind of to the back. And then all of a sudden I just felt like a, another slap on my ass. And I just froze and I turned around and I'm trying to look around and see like get some kind of bearing on who did it. And I couldn't see anyone. I couldn't tell who did it. There was just too many people. There's like strobe lights. It was just like pure chaos. And so finally I was just like, I'm done with this. So I go outside to the rooftop portion and I'm sitting out there like just trying to get a breath of fresh air, you know, and like try to like get my bearings and like move on from like what just happened to me. I sat there for another like minute or two and then I was like, okay, I'm going to find my friends and I'm going to leave because I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. So I go up to the bar and I'm looking in the crowd for my friends trying to figure out where they are. And I, I remember like this girl's dancing on the bar and I was like, yes, queen. And I'm like, you know, hyping her up. And then once again, I feel another slap on my ass and I turn around and this guy looks at me and he's like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And I'm like, well, if it wasn't you, how did you know it happened? Like, yeah. you see the guy that did it, you know? So then I just like lost my shit on this guy. Like I was like, you don't get to touch me like that. This is my body. This, you cannot do that. Like that is not okay. You know? I mean, it was a lot more vulgar than that, but that was the gist of it. I'm so sick of going out and being like, like having to fear going out and enjoying myself because of unsolicited touch. I don't know. I don't even know the right word for that. Like, you know what I mean? It's not even like I was like dancing on anyone. I was literally just minding my own business and like it just kept happening. And um, finally I text my friend and I'm like, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Let's leave. And she's like, thank God, me too. So her and I leave and as we're walking down, she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And she's like, no, like, are you okay? And I'm, I'm trying not to talk about it yet. Cause I know I'm going to like break down. And I was like, no, I'm not okay. Like I, we need to leave. And she's like asking me what happened. And I start telling her all the details and stuff. And she's just like, so in shock that this happened. And she's like, I can't believe that. I had no idea. And as they're walking down, this guy is like behind us. He's like clearly listening and he interjects and he's like, you know, I just want to apologize on behalf of all men. Like, I'm sorry that like they're so gross and I'm sorry that that happened to you. And he's being really genuine and we're laughing and we're like, oh, thanks. Like, we really appreciate that. And then just a moment of silence. Then this man has the audacity to go. But that being said, you should be flattered by it. Like, isn't it flattering when that happens? And I just looked at him in shock and I was like, no, it is not flattering it's disgusting, it's belittling, and it's dehumanizing, and it is not okay. I think the only way, because I remember what you told me, he was like, that should be a compliment. And I was like, no, a compliment is like, oh, I like your outfit, or oh, like, you look really pretty. Like, it's not a slap on the ass. That's not a compliment. That's like not what that's defined as, right? Like, you're not gonna, they're not gonna be like, that should be flattering, that should be a compliment. Like, dude, no. If you want to compliment me or flatter me, talk to me, and you know then right just yeah don't physically put your hands on me in a place that you know I don't like to be touched for any girl yeah like imagine if I just walked up to them and slapped their ass a guy would freak out like it's uncomfortable it's not it's just it's disgusting so this guy like says all that he goes well you should be flattered and I just look at him and I was just in shock and I was like, fuck this dude. And I'm walking away and me and Faith are like trying to get through this crowd of people. And he walks back up to me and he goes, and I quote, how about you come with me to the next bar and I can rub on your ass a little bit. I'm not kidding. I wish I could say I was making this up word for word. That is what he said. And I just like went completely numb. And I looked at him and I was like, are you joking right now? And he was like, yeah, I'm joking. Like, that was just a joke. And I was like, no, you don't get to talk to me like that. You don't get to excuse that as a joke. That kind of behavior is not okay. And I just, like, ran off. 
so then like y'all it's just it's just not a good look on men like this was a really bad night and me and faith were just like we cannot believe the way that this night has gone and the way that like guys view women if you hear your friend just talking terrible about a woman and like locker room talk call him out please like tell him that that is not okay everyone wants to say not all men not all men and I feel like right now it's just not all men are doing enough like there are so many great guys out there the only issue is that the bad ones are speaking louder than the good ones and we need the good ones to like help us there are good guys out there but they're not speaking loud enough yeah I think at the end of the day we can't really tell you what to do but imagine like that being your girlfriend imagine your girlfriend goes out with her girls on a night and that happens to her all in one night like what would you do for her like we can't tell you what to do but we can tell you how it feels um I personally have never had this happen to me before really ever but I hate hearing about it and I hate hearing how much it's like happened to Riley like just in that one night and like you know we can't at the end of the day we can only control what's in our control but we're just preaching to you guys that like you know maybe like I don't know if this experience ever comes your way or you see it happening, then, you know, it might be a good thing to step up or, I don't know, say something about it and just kind of help us keep it from happening to other girls. I'm really just like putting out a call to action. This story, I really hope that it can help someone out there. So thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I'm sorry that was long, but I do really feel like it needed to be said because this is a shitty thing that is currently happening to all women and this is a really big issue and I feel like I would be doing myself an injustice by not sharing this on the platform that we have so thanks for listening and as always follow our Instagram and I know we already said this but we're gonna say it again follow the Instagram and the TikTok at you're not the worst podcast please, please, please interact with us. Every Wednesday, we make polls for the Instagram. Like, go interact with those. They're really fun. And, you know, just some fun content for you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm chewing. What, what was I going to... What should I... What's the outro? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Once again, um, YouTube, it is under You're Not The Worst Podcast. Subscribe, like, and comment, and share. Our website is www.you'renotthewords.com. Submit your shitty things there, and you can also be kept updated about our episodes and whatnot and where you can find us and how you can contact us and as always <laughs> i just choked sorry as always we release new episodes every wednesday you can follow us on our personal instagrams my instagram is avery blessing and my instagram is riley nelson 18 and that's all we have for you guys today bye guys we'll see you next wednesday <laughs>